Welcome to the EFL Podblog. Join us at www.eflpodblog.com and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Um, so, I think. Hi, Ahmed. Hello. So, I'd like you to tell me a little bit about the place where you were born. Okay, so let's make it a bit um, uh, excited, is it? So, excitement on that. So, I come from a place where it's a bit uh, tough to live, tough to have a childhood. Um, you have uh, liquigen uh, resources, natural resources, sometimes basic resources to live there. Um, maybe safety due to, let's call it conflict, what's happening there as well. Okay, conflict. How difficult it is to move, to live, education. Okay. Um, what about the climate in this place? Okay, so uh, the climate is uh, hot in summer, but it's nice because it's close to the beach, so you can always walk from your house to the beach. I'll drive five to ten minutes, it's not really far. In winter it's not tough. Well, in my city we don't have snow because we don't have mountains. So, so is it flat? It's a flat mm -hmm. in my city. Mm -hmm. um, in other cities, yes, you have snow because you have mountains. But in my city, it's flat. It's very nice, like Toulouse without the Mediterranean. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, what about uh, your house? Give us a description of your house. And my house, I'm missing that. So uh, my house is a big house, quite compared to Toulouse and France. Three floors. Um, um, lots of green places around. Mm -hmm. uh, so I live, I live with my family. So this is how we, uh, how it works there. It's a, it's in a family place. Okay. Is it sorry? Is it a brick house you live in? It's is a it concrete. Like, a concrete it's, house. It's, uh, yeah. It's um twenty. Yeah, we can say 20, 25 years old now. Okay, yes. okay. And your family, how many people in your family? So we are um, six boys, two girls, uh, besides my parents. And, and you all live in this one house? We all live there in a lovely one. Well, my sister, she got married um, two years ago and she left the house. Right. But she's not very fast. So okay. Close. And what about, the, um, <coughs> what about the garden in this house? Do you, do you well, have a garden? We, well, we used to have, so the, the basic that life is close to, to culture, to the agriculture, mm. so everyone prefers to have the garden and even if it's not close to your house you might have um, you might buy a, a, a land just even close to the beach or close to the borders wherever you can find a slot to buy it so everyone would um, would plant uh, mint and you like that Chris and lots of um, fig and uh, so we've got mint and figs well, well lots of things because the climate is um, uh, it's very good to to like to plant everything you want um, how, how, about, how about the food? What what sort of the food? Yeah, is there a, <laughs> what's your favourite food from where you come from? We have lots of them, Chris. I don't know which is my favourite, but for mine, I mean, um, so we meet lots of um, meat and rice most of the time. Um, unfortunately, this is something I wanted to say uh, because you don't know yet where I come from. Um, although we are close to the beach, the sea, but we don't have lots of fish because really? due to the conflict, we don't have the right um, to go fishing. And normally, even if you go to buy some fish, it's super expensive and you don't find what we can find here, unfortunately. But um, that, that's an interesting point. However, yes, it is. I can expand on that. But however, uh, the uh, Palestinian. Well, the oh, you've given it away almost. <laughs> you've almost given it away. Um, 
minute away. So, are you from Palestine? Oh, great. So, why are you in? Why are you here? Why are you in France? Um, in Toulouse. So, why in Toulouse? Um, when I was in Palestine, I was working in with a French company as well, French Palestinian. Um, all was good, but I was in the French cultural center taking some uh, French classes. Uh, that was um, before the last year in my um, engineering school. And then um, there was the, the, uh, the scholarship for the French government for the master of BSc degrees I applied. Um, we had like 250 candidates. They selected only 18 candidates to come for interviews and then they have selected one guy. And that is and that you yourself. Yes. So. <laughs> so that was a big decision. Yeah. To leave or not, because I was with my family, I was working good, I had my huge work there. But with um, the advice of parents and friends, I've decided to come. So the scholarship gives me the right to choose one among seven cities. And you would be surprised when I tell you that Paris was one of them, and I didn't go there. Uh, because I knew some friends here, Toulouse is not very um, tough in winter as, as Paris and others. And as well, the program that I chose in the master here in Toulouse um, is cool. Um, it was an um, international program for international management, designed from strategy. And I don't regret that. I think I'm Good. very happy in Toulouse. Good. So if you don't mind me asking you, mm -hmm. um, what was it like when you left? Because I, I don't think you can go back. Am I right in uh, saying that? Okay, but... So it was a kind of... A kind of one-way one ticket out, which must be difficult. Um, I, I, I can, you have to stop me because I can't go <laughs> a lot on that. So they have told me um, in May that I've got accepted and, and the visa papers, they have been like running lots of applications I have to fill in and papers, I prepared everything. And they gave me the, vi the visa in August in order to leave as soon as possible because my master's program starts on, um, I think, the 10th or 15th of September. That was in 2011. And at that time, the borders, they were closed. So, there, so to get out from my city, Gaza, you have two solutions. Either you get out from the borders between Palestine and Egypt, which is called Rafah. Uh, this is where normally people prefer to go. And the other side is with, from the Israeli side, uh, it's called Ares, uh, where you go to Jordan and then take your flight. So either you fly through the Israelis to Jordan or through the Rafah to, to the Egypt. I prefer that way. But of course, the French consul in Jerusalem told me they will try with the Israeli side to make permission for me so I come. But I got my uh, permission to go through Egypt uh, faster than the French with the Israeli one. And uh, that was my turn, I think. Uh, that was in the last four days in Ramadan. But so it was sad that I won't spend um, the fit al Eid with, with my family. But I, I don't have any, 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 any choice. No I choice, yeah. It's my turn and, and you have to go. It was very tough on two sides. First of all, to leave my family because that was my first time to leave, and they're now going, we're going far and different for a first and you time. And you have a big, big family as well. Yes. Yeah, close and, family. Uh, on top of that, I, I'm very, very super close to mom, and we are like mm. super close friends, so it was tough. But I think she's strong enough, she's very charismatic. This is where I take lots of my character from her. My dad is a, is, is a, so I'm taking from both of them, but the character and charisma, I think, from mom. So I left, and uh, crossing the border was super difficult. So I have to cross, um, first of all, I have to queue for a long time in the Palestinian side, because they're waiting for the permission of the Egyptian side. And when you arrive to the Egyptian border, it's, it's goddamn in hell happening there, because you have to wait for forever. 
and uh, for some reasons they can't, for some no reasons they can tell you no, you're refused, you have to go back. Why? It's like that. You have to go back. So I was like, please pray for me, I won't. Were, were you very, very worried? I was super worried because if I go back, I don't know what would happen. So I, and I didn't have the, the flight ticket at that moment because I told the French consular, I'm not sure that I will cross the border. So wait for my call. If I cross the borders, I call you, you buy it and I fly. And when I arrived to the Egyptian borders, the guy told me, you don't have a flight ticket. So I tried to explain to him um, why I don't have the flight ticket and I was goddamn and he didn't believe me. And, and, and uh, finally I was nervous and I'm like, if you don't believe me, I call the consular and you talk to them. So at the end of the day, he exited. He said, yes, but you have to leave Egypt in three days. I said, yeah, right, okay, I'm going to the airport, don't worry, I'm not going to Cairo. I'm just going to Egypt, I'm going to France. So, of course, um, Cairo is not super interested, uh, well, more interesting than, than France. So, he gave me the permission, I crossed, and you have to cross the desert, Sinai Desert, which is seven or to eight hours by car. At that time, when it, when it was safe and possible to cross, so I crossed to, um, to the, I called, of course, the French consulate to give me the, the to buy me the tickets and buy mail. And he flew to, to, to Paris, uh, and from Paris I came, I came to, to Toulouse. A very, very long and tough journey. I would have thought it would have been easier to go through the Egyptian side. Um, no, at that time it was easy, at that time, mm -hmm. which is not really easy. Uh, when, you, when I say that you have to queue for a couple of hours not knowing what will be the result, you have the permission or not. But then as you have, you have to take the car and you cross lots of um, checkpoints until you arrive to the airport, which takes six hours. Now, that was in 2011 um, and 12. Now, it's impossible due to lots of reasons, of course, because it's not safe anymore. You have dash things and lots of Egyptian border and checkpoints and stop. And, and when they just want to check your bags, they don't really check your bag, but they take everything out and you have to arrange it again and, and, and lots of questions. Mm -hmm. So I have a friend who told me I spent 19 hours to cross that. Well. And he said I, they have stopped me for more than 20 times and each time I lose something, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So that's fine when you know that you will arrive saying even if you lose things. But I tell you that's super dangerous and mm, mm. it's super difficult to, mm. take, to, to be able to get that. Mm. So for these reasons, I haven't seen my family since 2012. And I was going to ask you about that. So mm. is there any possibility that you can ever go back there? Or what? So for now, I don't see any possibility to go through Egypt to go see them because even if so the borders are closed for now. So the Egyptians, they close it forever and they open it three days, bar two, three, four, five months, God knows. Three days, imagine. Like you open the borders for three days and you have around 30,000 Palestinians or Gaza without waiting for the borders to leave. Oh, that's a lot of people. So you have to queue forever because mm. in each three days open, uh, you just have 1,000, 1,500 people across. Just goes. So if I, if let's imagine the scenarios like this way, if they open the borders, for example, they announce they will open it uh, for three days. Um, if I'm crazy, of course, I would fly to to Cairo, and then they will take me for um, God knows how many hours through the desert to arrive to to the borders. If I arrive safe, of course, because there's lots of conflict now in in Sinai, and and, and it's very dangerous. And um, I don't think I would manage to get out. 
it's super difficult and even if they open it I have to queue because there's already 30,000 people queuing so you could be refused re-entry as well yes okay yes. and this is if I arrived safe to the box mm. so can you imagine so that's why um, my family didn't understand that and I haven't returned that I, I visit my so I left Gaza in September 2011 I went to see them um, after one year so that was August 2012 but it was fine it wasn't difficult. Eight hours from the airport to the borders. I, my dad waited for me at the borders until our home. So I took three days uh, of holidays from work here because everything was fine. And once I arrived, everything was fine. For seven days, we would start to come to school. Come be, how are you doing? It's nice. This are traditions. And on the eighth day, someone comes to me. Hey, have you heard the news? You know what's happening? An explosion just in the border. And then at that moment, they have closed the borders for. No. Just completely closed. Completely closed. Oh, yeah. So imagine I was there, I spent the rest of like the holidays, the two days, in front of my laptop. I didn't enjoy my family. I, I left and missing my family because oh. I, I I was my job, everything I've done, I need to go back to France and my visa and, 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 and everything. So it was difficult. And just by chance they opened the border just two days before my flight ticket. Lucky. And imagine how many people there are queuing. Yes. It was super difficult and was a day from hell. So there's no flights in, in or out no. of Gaza yeah, this at is all? Yeah, this is a nice topic. We should talk about it. Right? It's, uh, so we have an airport in Gaza. Um, when you have Yasser Arafat of Omar at that period, it was great. But the Israeli, they have bombed the airport to ground ah. during the war. And we don't have any airport now, not even seaport. So even we have... Um, the sea, long coast in Gaza, it's around 40 to 48 kilometers coast, which can take it off everywhere. So I can, we can talk off to Greece, to, to Turkey in like a couple of hours, but we're not allowed to that because the Israelis are controlling that after, they say six kilometers, but we don't have really six kilometers. It's like shorter than that. Mm. So the only option um, is to go by the Israeli side uh, to Jordan, of course. And if you go to that side, you need loads of permissions and the Palestinians normally don't give it. You have to get it because you are going through um, um, a foreign consular, Americas, um, French, whatever, and you have to wait like two, three months. Waiting. So it doesn't help that you've been working abroad? And no, it doesn't help because, okay. because you're still Palestinian, you're still mm. Gaza for them. Okay. No, I mean, like, I have loads of Palestinian friends with another passport, other nationalities, and even they, were, they, were, they haven't been to Palestine before, but his dad is Palestinian, so his name is Arabic, for example, Italian. And when he goes there, because he had the right to fly to Bengaluru, for example, to occupy line with the COVID that, and then the Israelis, they just like, like it they make it lots of goddamn hell on him so he won't come back to visit again. Mm. Okay. Lots of questions, have to queue, queue, queue yeah. for no reasons, of course. So um, it's super complicated. Um, now, I, I think I would retain um, when I find a solution, which is, which is always difficult. Uh, with the Egyptian side, it's super complicated in terms of safety. So I don't think I would take that risk to go mm. there um, because um, not even my family supporting them. What if you had a French passport? Would that, that help? Yes, that would help to go through the Israeli with the help of, of course, the Palestinian and the French consular interest. Yeah. 
but yeah, I, I, yeah, it's an option. It will take time, but it's mm. possible, and it's of course it's safer than I go to the Egyptian mm. side because it's just one hour. I fly to um, um, Malik Ali Airport in Jordan, then one hour I'll be home crossing the borders. But it will take like two to three months coordination between the French and the Israeli and Palestinian side to get in in a specific date and be in a specific day as well. Mm. So this is how I live. Um, I spend lots of time with my. Um, uh, with my family on, on, on Skype. I was going to ask you, how yes. do you manage to keep in touch? So, um, well, we have belief, of course. We have, we are, as I said, lovely family, very well supportive and very well open-minded. So, I, uh, in the meeting, it was tough for mom because I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm the elder as well, so it's difficult for her and it was kind of supporting not only um, 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 a child. Um, so, at the beginning, I used to call her like every day, every day, like for one hour, half an hour. But now I think she got used to that I call her each once each three, four days and if I don't call she calls me, Hey, mm. everything is right, why didn't you mm. call me? So but sometimes I just call her for like two minutes or even thirty seconds, say, Hey, everything is right, yeah, okay, I'm fine, okay, bye, yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. You know, just to make yes. sure that everything is yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah, for example, this is this is okay, you can you can handle that. But the thing is when something happens there, like the war that happened in two thousand fourteen I can't describe how it looks like mm. because it's super complicated that I'm here and they're there, no electricity, no phones, and complicated that. So this is how it looks like, uh, how, I, how, how it looks like where I come from. Well, I have to say thank you so much. It's been a very interesting uh, moment listening to you. It's, yeah, it's great to hear about it behind the news stories. Yes, yeah. hope we can do another one soon. Yes, yeah, hope so. Can, yeah, thank you, Ahmed. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Join us again on www.eflpoplog.com and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes.